thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, AfriChrist, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store. It's very well done and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello listeners, welcome once again to Footsteps with Impact Prayer Podcast coming to you from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries. This is Sam Kawesa, your host, and today we have two guests in continuation of our testimonial series, the testimony of the staying power of prayer and the mission of intercession. Two ladies with whom I have worked uh, over 20 years in this area are going to be on the line. We have been working together in this area based on the Word of God since 2003 or 2004. You met one of these ladies in one of our last podcasts, Denise Denard, when she was giving her personal testimony. Today, you're going to meet the other lady, uh, Carol Pickens. They are going to be joining us remotely by phone, and I'll be calling them shortly. Today, our title for this podcast is Being a Watchman in God's Plan for Success. It's not easy to be an intercessor, as we shall see from the scriptures. And many times you're going to be assigned to do something sometimes you yourself are not sure of. Is this God? Is this me? Is this my emotions? Is this my uh, experience, political or otherwise? But many times the Holy Spirit speaks to us and he tells you this is your mission this time. And sometimes that mission does not sound good or is scary, but you have to do it anyway as an intercessor because we know that as intercessors, today we even have Jesus Christ still interceding for us according to the word of God. So we know that the master intercessor is with us. However, it is still not an easy walk. And these ladies are going to give us some of the things that they have done in life to show us that, hey, if it was just me, I couldn't do it. But because of God, by the grace of God, I was able to do such and such. And it's because I have I had a heart either for my community, for my situation, and I ended up interceding, standing in the gap. And so these ladies are really going to be a great testimony in our podcast today. And I ask that you be patient and listen to them. Sometimes the intercession is for your child, for somebody, for a person, for a city, for a nation, for the world, or whatever it is. But many times it, it may be even rolling and changing. God may ask you to intercede for a situation here and there. And so from the scripture, we're going to see how it was done 
and really you're going to see what the expectations are of an intercessor. It's not an easy ministry, but nevertheless it's powerful because you see the results happening in other people, in other societies, or in the city, wherever you are. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome uh, podcast. So please uh, get yourself ready, get your pen and paper, and you're going to see what prayer can do for a city, for a nation, for a family, for um, whatever situation that there may be. I'll start by reading some scriptures to lay the foundations, and then I'll let these ladies in one by one, and it will be a conversational kind of uh, podcast. I thank you once again for listening in. So now, here we go. I'm going to call the first one. Let me start with who? Let me see. I'm going to start with Denise, the one you met before, and then I'll uh, call Sister Carol as well. Yeah, hello, Denise. Yes. Yeah, this is Sam Kawesa from Africa Christ Prayer Ministries. I'm calling you because of our conversation we talked about before. And so I'm going to call uh, Sister uh, Carol Pickens. She can join in the conversation. Is that okay with you? Yes. Hey, Brother Sam. Thank you. Listeners, please be a little patient with us. Hi, Sister Carol. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Denise, you there? Yes, I am, Sam. How are you all doing? This is Sam. Denise is on the other line, and um, I'm calling you so you can join in with a conversation about intercession and the work of the intercessors based on our testimony as intercessors. As you remember, I don't really like that title so much because sometimes it sounds like we are just these special people. But in a way, we are special in the sense that we have to give up so much many times our joy or our work or whatever it is we are staying with families so that we can intercede for either the city another member of the family or even someone asking you to pray for them so our intercession session today is going to be uh, about how the lord has used us ever since we started this work now the title for our podcast today is being a watchman in god's plan for success now, in the end, we're going to see why we titled it that way. But in the beginning, it may not be as easy as it looks because we're going to be reviewing a lot of things as far as scripture-wise, things that uh, may have been hard. So we start with our conversation by reading some uh, guiding scriptures for us today and some guidelines so that the people who are listening can see that God is organized and the things that we have been doing as intercessors have been happening not with our own uh, knowledge but by the direction of the Holy Spirit. And so the first thing that we as intercessors or anyone as an intercessor must know is the most important singular reason we are intercessors is because we are gatekeepers. And we should also know who we are gatekeeping for. And that we can find in John 10, 1 through 5, which says that I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. So as intercessors, we are gatekeepers opening the gate for the Lord. 
it's not our own making it's not for our own interest but it's for the lord it's so that the lord can come into people's lives so we are gatekeepers and we are opening for him number 2 we must also realize that these gatekeepers or intercessors are appointed and initiated by god and as we can see in psalms 127 chapter uh, verse 1 it says unless the lord builds a house the work of the builders is wasted unless the lord protects the city with centuries would be no good who the centuries basically would be us the intercessors so unless the lord is the one who put us there will be guarding for no good then another one is in isaiah 62 6 through 7 it says all jerusalem have posted watchmen on the walls they will pray day and night continually take no rest all you who pray to the lord give the lord no rest until he completes his work until he makes jerusalem the pride of the earth so you see again as intercessors or as get a watchman on the wall is so that the lord may make jerusalem a pride of the earth and so as you can see that god's intentions is what we are there for now number 3 we should know where god is at any one time and we should watch out for what's happening around us what do i mean by that see many times we may do things from an emotional point of view but actually if we know when god is in a situation when we hear the spirit of god speaking to us we shall know our placing for such a time as whatever is happening for the time say for example now we have the situation of the coronavirus it's going around not just one country but all across the world so we should be asking the lord as intercessors where he wants to place us in this time and in this age at this us in this situation so that's what uh, number 3 is is that we should know where god is and watch out for what is happening around us and the scripture i can give you uh, for that is first kings uh, chapter 20 verse 28 If you read the whole chapter or the, at least most of that chapter you're going to see that um Israelites were being attacked and the Armenians were going to attack them and the Armenians were bragging that you know what their god is always in the valley or on the hills and if we attack them from this other place from where we've never attacked them before we will defeat them and so that was their plan then the man of god came to the king of Israel and said This is what the Lord says. The Armenians have said the Lord is a god of the hills and not of the plains. So I will defeat this first army for you, then you will know I am the Lord. That's the Lord talking. In fact, the Bible says that when the Israelites marched up against the Armenians, they looked like little insects or whatever. So in other words, their army was so minuscule compared to the other huge army but god says i will defeat them for you so as an intercessor one of the things we have to know is that even though the situation may look bad we should remember that our god is the god of the mountains and the god of the valleys the god of the good times and the god of the uh, bad times it's for us to encourage those people who are undergoing the attack like in this case it was the king of israel okay and then the other point is we have to understand the seriousness of this work and we must also be accountable uh, in Ezekiel 33 verse 
verse 3 through 8, the Bible says that when the watchman sees the enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn the people. Then if those who hear the alarm refuse to take action, it is their own fault. If they die, they heard the alarm but ignored it. So responsibility is theirs. If they had listened to the warning, they would have saved their lives. But if the watchman sees the enemy coming and doesn't sound the alarm to warn the people, he is responsible for their captivity. But I will hold that watchman responsible. So you see, there is a seriousness to the mission that God gives us. So we should never just lightly say, oh, I am an intercessor. Because you will be held accountable for whatever you say if it is not of God. And then also, the God who appoints us in chapter 3, verse 17 through 18, God told Ezekiel, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for Israel. Whenever you receive a message from me, Warn the people immediately. If I warn the wicked, saying you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver that warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their death. So you see, we may see people doing wrong things, and you will just say, oh well, whatever. God is going to hold us responsible. That's his word. And so it is a serious mission when he sends us to do something. So with that in mind, I want our listeners to hear the stories of these ladies. I did not give them the scriptures to bring up, but I just told them that, you know what, let's talk about how God has used us as intercessors in our own lives, in our own communities, to show the people that if you stand in the gap for a people, for a generation, for a family, God is going to hear your prayers. But God takes it very seriously that he will hold you responsible if the warning is from him about something that's taking place. Now, that warning could be, this neighborhood is falling apart. And for you, you figure, oh, well, that's the work of the politicians. No, as an intercessor, God is calling you up to do something. The first place is prayer. It could be a practical call. And he may be saying, I want you to do this. I want you to approach certain people. I'll give you favor if you meet with these people about this neighborhood or about that child or whatever it may be. And God will hold you responsible. So it's not just about us being on our knees, but also being practical in whatever situation it is. A very good example is the book of Nehemiah where he put a burden on the repairing of the wall of Jerusalem on Nehemiah. Nehemiah was simply a waiter to the king. He was serving the king uh, his drink for dinner when um, the king noticed that Nehemiah wasn't feeling good. The burden of Jerusalem was on him. And that's how, like we said earlier, the intercessors, we carry the burden of the Lord and it may show in our um personality or the things that we are doing. So the king noticed and then he asked him what was wrong. And so he said that, how could I be happy when the wall of my ancestors is in ruins, the city of my ancestors? And then Nehemiah knew that the king had everything that he needed in the natural. But he also knew, as the Bible says, that the heart of the king is in God's hands. He knew that if he prayed to God, God will give him favor with this man to release what he needed. The king was a politician. He wasn't necessarily a believer. 
So many times we're going to come across people who are not necessarily believers, but God has touched their hearts because he knows their hearts. He knows that they have soft hearts and that they would understand if God speaks to them. And so the king agreed to help Nehemiah and Nehemiah got everything he needed. He got all the permissions he needed. He got uh, all the tools that he needed. He even got guards to guard him to do the work. And it's going to happen to you in your community or with people. God will give you favor with those people who are in authority. See, God knows authority and he understands authority. God knows to do things the proper way. And so the people in authority will have the tools and the means and the resources that you have that you need to do the work and so God is going to lead them to those kind lead you to those kind of people and we are going to see such stories hopefully in the stories of these ladies that they may not themselves have had the resources but they knew or could reach the people who had the resources to do the work that God has called them to do so now I'm going to ask Uh, my lady friends here, to start giving us some of those testimonies of how God has used them as intercessors in different ways, in practical ways, how they have met different people, how God has swept uh, what would seem to be like a hurdle in their lives or in their, in their mission. And then because of prayer, because of trusting the mighty God, things worked out. So ladies, who wants to get started with this? Okay, so now we're going to have Sister Carol give us her testimony of how God has used her in this ministry of intercession and in her area. So, Sister Carol, could you please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us about how God has used you? Uh, my name is Carol Pickens, and I currently live in Detroit, but my salvation was in uh, California, where I lived. So, living here in Detroit, I... Uh, started attending a church where I met Sam Kawesa and Denise Denard, and we became uh, part of a intercessory prayer group. And this is where I really learned about prayer by meeting a lot of people that Sam brought into our meetings. And one of the things that over the years that God has done, and that well, I'll say me, I I had to learn to trust what I was hearing when it was God mm. and be comfortable and be obedient. And uh, the thing that I wanted most of all was to be obedient. He would give me scriptures on obedience. And I understand that's real important that he can't use you if you're, if you're not going to listen to him and do what he says. Yes. So I went through several things. I went through something in California where I learned obedience And then when I was here in Michigan, I learned more about paying attention to God and doing what he says. One of the things that he did, I was at a church that I was attending, mm -hmm. and I asked God a question. I said, what can I do that I would be committed to? Because I saw a lot of people doing things, and they seemed so committed, but I wasn't really doing anything. I mean, I was going to church and work, things like that, but I wasn't doing any type of ministry. Yes. And so I asked him the question, and one of the things I always did since I was a Christian, a new Christian, I had a notebook, and I called it Questions to God, and I would write out questions to him and wait for him to answer, mm -hmm. which he would. And so he answered me. Yes. He didn't answer me right then and there. It just He just kind of moved me into what he wanted me to do. It was very natural. Mm -hmm. 
you didn't, I didn't really notice it. All of a sudden I was just in it. And that thing was community work. And I am a very uh, introvert person. I'm very quiet. I would rather sit on my porch and not be noticed, but he had me to start doing things in the community. <laughs> and from there, we commuted, we created a community association. I, I created it actually, and I would call people while I was on break at work just by the phone and tell them what I was doing in our, uh, the first project was our park. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them what I was doing. And I would get calls from people saying, I would get a call from Jenna saying, I have $100,000 for your park. Mm-hmm. And then he would call back in an hour and say, I have $50,000 for your park. Mm-hmm. And I would just praise God. And my boss, who now, was creating. Us, I don't mean to cut you. I want you to hold your thought. Give our listeners um, an idea of what kind of area are we talking about? Because when you start talking such huge sums of money, people are going to think you're in this very, very wealthy neighborhood. What are you talking about? The community that I live in is in the inner city of Detroit. It's in a poor neighborhood, low-income area, Mm -hmm. where you have um, single parents, grandparents taking care of their kids. You have drugs, prostitution. Um, It it was uh, uh, trashy. Uh, but it had gone down over the years, mm-hmm. over the years. When we grew up here, which is where we grew up, there were, it was a beautiful area, beautiful park. Yes. And the park is 11 acres, 11.1 acres. It's one of the larger community parks in this city. And so we, I just took it for myself because my mother would always talk about how it looked. The grass would be very high, like up to your knees. Mm-hmm. The equipment was the same equipment we played on as kids, but it was this time rusted, broken. It was what the city was going through at the time. Most of their parks looked the same way. Mm-hmm. So because my boss was in the process of creating the park down on the river walk, I told him what I wanted to do at our park, and he agreed to help out. I just said, teach me everything you know. Yes. I have a, yes, I have a college degree, um, community college degree. My boss has a master's. My boss had a master's in urban planning and uh, um, he, but I said, teach me everything you know, which Mm -hmm. he started to do. And I learned it. I could do it. It wasn't a problem. And that again, that's God using you. When he wants you to do something, he gives you the tools and resources to do it. And so I redesigned our park. I went out on Google Earth, took a picture of the park, and just redesigned it the way the community would like it to be. Then my sister joined me, and that's how we started getting money coming in. And again, that was God. It actually turned it. Things were coming so quickly, I really felt like I, I was on a freight train holding on the 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 rails of the last cars it was speeding down the track and I was holding as tight as I could it really wasn't me doing anything it was God it, the whole thing was just so amazing wow. the people the resources and so we that was the first thing that God did and then over over the years God will will speak to me about certain things and I don't mean long conversations anything like that they're usually a few words at the most five something like that. And like this morning, actually, I was praying about a situation, and it was just very quick. Uh, I just felt the thought came to me to step aside and watch. Now, I know that's not me. It's still 
amazes me when when I get these, when he speaks to me. It's amazing that he's choosing to speak to me. And uh, he just said, step aside and watch. So I've learned over the years when he says something like that, I get excited because I want to see what he's going to do because I've learned from what he's done in our community yes. to watch. He's going to do something. So at this point, I'm sitting and I'm waiting. I'm, I, I don't know if he'll answer or do something to Sam. I don't know if he will do something when I'm at church or I'm talking to someone, but I know he will do something and I will see it and I'll note it. Yeah. And I, I would recommend anyone mm-hmm. um, talking with God where God is talking to you. I would really recommend to keep track of it. You write it down yes. because it, it's just a beautiful thing to go back and read what he's done and you'll be encouraged by what he's done. So uh, uh, the main thing that I would give to anyone who's doing prayer, as the brother family said, it is very hard. It is not easy. It's uh, sometimes it hurts. It really hurts. And, I, and, and that's because you are feeling what some of what God is feeling. I don't believe you could take all of what God feels. It, it, that's too overwhelming. But he allows you to feel some of what he's feeling for whatever that situation is. And it hurts. It, it grieves you, even sometimes to the point of tears. You're crying for no reason. You're sobbing. But God is so good that he's there to comfort you and then guide you. So you don't want to get um, the attitude of, wow, God is using me. I'm so special. I'm, I, I'm this wonderful person and you should look up to me. No, you don't do that. You want to constantly look at yourself and look at your walk and stay humble. Keep your eyes on him because it's actually him doing it. It is not you. You you have no authority. You have no power. It it only comes from Christ. And, and it's, it's a blessing when he chooses to use you. And if he tells you to be quiet, if he tells you something and he doesn't give you the okay to share it, then don't. Just keep it to yourself. Write it down. And keep it to yourself and wait for him to complete whatever it is he's doing through you. Amen. Uh, when you say feeling the pain of God, uh, it reminds me of a scripture in Isaiah 21, 1 through 10, where the prophet basically felt the pain of God as intercessors. You're going to find yourself feeling a certain pain about situations or something or someone that nobody else feels. And that is the what I call the paga pain, you know, standing in the gap pain. And uh, many times intercessors do feel that and they feel pushed. And sometimes they wonder what's pushing them even though their position in society or even in this particular situation may seem like they don't have the ability or the resources to make any change or any difference in the situation. But because they are intercessors, and like Carol said, it's not you doing it. You, They find themselves with this burden on themselves. And so I'll read you Isaiah 21, 1 through 10, and then you'll see basically what happens uh, to intercessors. But before I do that, though, I'd like to make this very practical because I believe in interfacing Scripture with what's going on in the world today. And that's the only way the world will be changed and the only way people will know that it's God doing or working through them. Sometimes 
God is going to use, even as we've seen in some of these scriptures, like in Nehemiah, he used a king who was not necessarily a believer. There are some people in the world, in authority, if not all authorities, the Bible says that God is one who institutes all authority. And so many of these people in authority don't realize that God has picked them to be intercessors between uh, them, their people, and the situations that they have. I want to give an example of someone who we went to high school together with. And this person, I won't mention any names, but uh, the situation is a real true story. This person really trained uh, as an aeronautic engineer. She is an engineer by uh, degree, but however, she has a heart for people. And in the process, she has ended up heading international organizations that help people. To me, that's an intercessor because she has a heart for people suffering, for people who are poor. And she has been selected uh, many times to lead organizations that have nothing to do with her uh, degree of training as an engineer. So God will pick people who have a heart. That's why the Bible says that we judge the outside or the flesh, but God sees the heart. And so this lady is now ahead of a huge international United Nations organization or department that deals with um, uh, health. I will not be very specific because I wasn't given permission to mention the person. This lady is head of this organization worldwide to deal with health and is touching a lot of people, the whole world, okay? So now when you are an intercessor and you're willing to stand out there and step out of the box and not necessarily be constrained but what you're training or what people say you should be and you just say, you know what, I'm going to step out, God will give you all the resources that you need This person has been given all the resources in the world. When she speaks, people listen. Because why? She has a heart for people. She comes from the third world. But God has picked her. That's how God uses. And so all those listeners who may be in a political office, in business office, or whatever it is, once you have a burden for people, God will use you. Just remember that it's not the arm of flesh doing it. It's not you, like Carol said, but it's God working through you. So that you can see it from a biblical point of view. I'll just read you parts of it because I had a little piece of paper that I had written it because uh, it touched me so much. And you mentioned something about um, seeing things in the neighborhood and also feeling the pain of God. This prophet says this, My stomach aches and burns with pain. Sharp pangs of anguish are upon me like those of a woman in labor. I grow faint when I hear that God, what God is planning. So this prophet here, he was basically saying, this pain that I was seeing of the things that are going to happen is upon me. And as an intercessor, you have to get take on that pain. I'll give you an example, a practical example, uh, which is not necessarily from the Bible. Now, I remember when President Ronald Reagan was shot, the Secret Service agents who were around him started clamoring around. Once they heard the first shot, they started going around him so that uh, in order to protect him. And I remember this one Secret Service agent jumping up and going in front of the president 
as the president was pushed by another into the car and this secret service agent was shot. Thank God he didn't die. But one of the things I learned from that as far as intercession, this secret service agent was wearing a bulletproof vest. Now, when he went between the bullet and the president, he was shot and it grazed him. However, it didn't kill him. And that's how intercession is many times. You stand in the gap for someone, but don't you ever think that the enemy is not going to attack you. He will attack you because of what you're doing. But uh, because you are all prayed up, that's your bulletproof vest, and you're depending on the word of God, that's your instructions on how the training to be a secret service agent, then when that bullet is shot, the enemy falls short of killing you. He basically shielded the president from that shot. That's what an intercessor is. I believe the um, Greek word for that is paga, standing in the gap. You stand in the gap when someone is being attacked or you stand in the gap when, like in your neighborhood, you saw a decay coming. Now, other people may not look at that as an attack, but it is an attack on the livelihood of the children growing up in the area, on the self-esteem of the of the neighbors all around. Uh, God put it on you and you started to think, you know what, I can do something. You could have just gone on to your job and back and have everything well in your household. But instead, you got that paga feeling for your neighborhood. And guess what? God is faithful. You talked about people starting to saying, I got 100,000, I got 50,000. Then some people who may not have had money, they came physically to move things, to lift stuff. You used to tell us about that work being done in your area. A lot of people came and volunteered. But if you did not pugger, if you did not stand in the gap, if you did not hear that voice coming that, hey, disaster is coming to this area unless, then you know what? God would have held you responsible. And I'd hate to go to heaven and find out God telling me, Sam, you see that over there? I had called you, I put it on your heart, and you did not do anything. That's what intercession is all about. It's not always about someone just falling sick, and then they call you, and then you intercede. Yeah, that would be okay, and that can be so. Oh, I lost my job, could you please pray with me? Yes, that could be so. But many times it's about society, it's about the area where you live. Because in this scripture here it says, This message came to me concerning Babylon, the desert by the sea. Let's uh, interject now and ask Denise what story she has to give us uh, as a testimony about intercession. Hi, Denise. Hello, Sam. Good morning. Yeah, we always say good morning. We always say good morning, even if it's good evening. The reason I say good morning any time of the day, and those who know me, they just they now just say hi, good morning, even if it's evening. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. And so I figured if I keep it morning, his mercies will keep coming to me. Anyway, go ahead. That's just a little thing. Okay. Um well you know, as I was listening to uh, Sister Carol, I uh, it, it kind of brought me back to when I first uh, joined your group, when the Lord called me to your you all's group, because I kind of felt intimidated, mm-hmm. and I still do at times. Yeah. And as she was saying, because because she's introverted, but she's like greatly organized, mm-hmm. and I just want to encourage those who are called, uh, just 
to keep praying. Yes. And even after being saved since 1995, um, uh, I don't have any community work resume uh, or anything like that. So, and then you got this out. So here's Sister Denise. She's going to show us in a little different way how God has used her. She may not have been used the same way as other intercessors. And this is to encourage all those people out there who God put something on you. Because sometimes the intercession will be something that may happen on your job. It's like an instant thing. It's, it's going to last for only 10 minutes. But nevertheless, you are reflecting God. And Denise, I know, we all know who have been around you, that God has been reflected in you momentarily for a particular time or a particular reason for somebody at that time. Could you please give us some stories? They don't have to be long stories, but, you know, because there are a lot of people out there who get intimidated also because they don't think that God has used them because they don't have this long uh, um, curriculum vitae of things that they had done. But God has used you. And as you start giving testimony, you're going to see that it's going to be like a domino effect and things are going to start coming back to memory. But that's also beautiful because it shows that you are not doing it for any accolades. You just did it at the time. So, Sister Denise... Could you please give us some testimony in that area of intercession? When I think of intercession and how you, I call it to be watchmen. Mm-hmm. I think of my, how God has used me in my job as mm-hmm. being a, a lifeguard. Yes. Mm-hmm. For the a YMCA, uh, in my previous uh, podcast with you, I remember speaking about one of the things that the Lord restored to me that I asked him was swimming and in that I became a lifeguard. Yes. And that's what I uh, liken being a watchman on, on God's wall to be. Mm. I learned so many things through being a lifeguard and to being a watchman. Yes. Uh, like Sister Carol mentioned, you learn to be sensitive because you're watching over people's lives mm-hmm. and that's what I've learned in praying because when people, when we're praying for people, we're praying for people are calling upon us to like pray for things that's going on to their li- in their lives. It's very important. Yes. And he uses us, uh, use me in my everyday life mm-hmm. just to strengthen me, to encourage other people to, uh, just to be a better Christian, uh, to be accountable to others and, and to myself. Yes. The one thing. One thing that when you when you speak like that to be accountable and how God has used you, uh, I get the in my spirit the idea of being alert. As a yes. as someone who is a lifeguard, you must be alert, and, and as, you have to be very sensitive too. Exactly, and being alert means that you have to have yourself prepared for a time to save a life. If you don't prepare yes. yourself, you yourself will drown with that person. But when that time comes, then you have to dive in that water. And the water may not be the physical water as we think it, but you use, you use that metaphor of a lifeguard and you've applied it to so many different ways. Um, I really think that your sensitivity is so important because here it shows that you are not one of 
the foolish virgins. I'll read this uh, to show you what I mean. In Matthew 25, 1-13, the Bible says, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their plants and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil, olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some oil, some of your oil because our lamps are going out. The others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some up for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy the oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast and the, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day of or the hour of my return. See, there the Lord is saying, Keep watch. And you talked about being alert. It takes an alertness. It takes a preparedness. It takes a waiting. You know, you know, sometimes your oil may sit there forever and it looks like you're not going to use it for anything. I'll give you a personal example to show you, Denise. I will not make very specific things, but I'll tell you something that, Denise, um, because of your intercessory alertness, it happened. There's an orphanage in Uganda. And that orphanage, this young man feeds all these you know, orphans. He, pick, he never turns out down a baby. And so even the police calls him when a baby is found on the street or something, they take it to him. And he has upward of 75. And many of them now are grown and they have even gone to high school. He takes care of all these things. And our ministry supports uh, his work. Now, one time he talked about how the children needed the milk and it was costing them so much. He started this farm where he was raising cattle uh, to produce the milk for the children. Now, when I say raising cattle, you may think he has a hundred head of cattle. No, he does not. He had like zero. Okay. This is a man of faith. He had hope to get some. And so our ministry had been supported by uh, Dennis's daughter. And it came at the right time. I said, you know what? This support that she has given us, we're going to buy a cow. This cow was pregnant. And it started <laughs> to produce milk. for the. Uh, and this guy told, sent me back and said, you know what? Now the children have milk on a daily basis. Now this cow also had a baby. So now it is going over and over. But it's because of the way... Uh, Denise's intercession work has been working that God made this connection, okay? And then, you know, I told those people, I said, you know what, uh, let's tickle them. Let's tickle them into a laughter. And I said, why don't we name that cow by the name of the daughter? 
and we named it by her name i won't say the name we just keep in this so that people see so that cow is out there producing milk for orphans and is named <laughs> after Denise I'm grandmother to a cow yeah <laughs> grandmother so, to a cow yeah but see Denise if you had not been a faithful person in those little things of alertness as you have said in a way you have to be alert you saving people in water this is a metaphor in your life you Crazy. have contributed to people being saved as a lifeguard but in a different way that's how god works many times i i i just wanted to add uh, the other thing about uh, sister denise and she has tremendous uh, discernment and i watch over the years that i've known her over 20 something years i watch how she discerns individual people thinks that's going on with them thinks that God wants her to speak into their lives each of us have an area and and it they're all important because God makes them important it's important to God so it's important and how she speaks to each person she'll speak to people on the street she'll speak to someone in a supermarket she'll speak to family members she'll speak to pastors that's one of the amazing things is that God has allowed us all to be in the presence of pastors to yes. be comfortable yes. around pastors to be able to call them and talk with them and share with them or get advice from them and she uh, we all have that and so hers is as i'm listening they're each different and as she said she can't see how God is using her and I totally agree I cannot see how he uses me I, I want people to know I'm not perfect mm-hmm. I I do not read my bible every day I don't pray every day mm-hmm. I struggle with my own walk at times I wonder yes. does God still love me I mean I go through all of these things but he is so faithful that he overlooks my perceived weaknesses and still chooses to use, use me. Yes. And I'm so and I become very grateful and humbled by it. And I I know Sister Denise does because we talk about it. We cry about it and it's it's an amazing thing when God has placed his hand upon you, when God has chosen to whisper into your ear or speak to your mind, your heart to say something, to do something. Yeah, amen. I, I, I that. wanted to not, I just, I just wanted to, amen. I just wanted not to lose my thoughts. As uh, uh, Brother Sam and Sister Carol, I was wondering why when you started talking about what God had done through my daughter and I, because uh, we never spoke about it, uh, you know, about Uganda and the orphanage. Yes. I was wondering why he gave me this uh, not slinking in intercessor without accountability in every area of our lives. That's what I kept getting. And then, especially in finances. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, I said, you want me to say this on the podcast? This is why. Because, see, when being alert and being a watchman, it's going to reflect in every area of our lives. And, and a lot of times we can pray and if, and God will move upon our hearts to support people, ministry, 
and places. And I think he, he can do it, he does that so that his kingdom can go forward, can go forward in a way that he has designed. And the thing is to add to that is that God is not looking for those very perfect people. Many times when when we say perfect, we are talking about people who are perfect theologically. God is looking for people with a heart because he says that, you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, I bungle it every day. (laughs) And so our obedience to the call, when he calls us at that time, see, because it's not our abilities. It's not us. It's not the arm of flesh. When he says it's not your arm of flesh, it's like, don't say because I did it, I do this. But he's he's the one who gives us the power to get wealth. In other words, he's the one who gives us power to use the arm of flesh. So there's necessarily nothing wrong with the arm of flesh. But just don't forget that it's him who gave you the power to use that arm of flesh. And that's that's why God does not use these perfectly rich people perfectly uh, uh, educated people, perfectly theological people, he will use those that are willing to listen to his voice. You know why? Because there are more imperfect people out there to correct things that are wrong than the so-called perfect people to correct the things that are going on. So that's why our obedience to him is so important, especially when you become an intercessor. All he wants is that heart that's willing to let go at the time when he calls you, at the time when he says, release this. Before we get done, I know um, Sister Carol said things about Sister Denise, and I have also, but I just would like to say this about her again. Sister Denise is one of those people who has an awesome testimony, but the thing about her I've noticed is that, like she said earlier, she doesn't say much about her testimony. It's not because it's not there. And it may sound like we are trying to speak for her. And it is so because sometimes even Moses wouldn't speak and Aaron did the speaking for them. But I'd like to tell you something about uh, this lady. She is an awesome testimony in the hands of God. She shows what God can do with anyone. Listen to the podcast I did with her previously, and you will know what I mean. And actually, that's nothing. How God has used her. She does not brag about it. You wouldn't know who she is. You wouldn't know her daughter. A lot of people have uh, uh, children who have met her, and they are proud of them. You know, I am proud of my children. But, you know, she does not even start to talk about her daughter. But they are people who do things from underneath, you know, to me, when I see Denise, I see the fulfillment of the scripture which says that if you give with one hand, do not let the right hand know what the left is doing. And that's how she is. That's why God is using her and her daughter so tremendously. I know many celebrities who brag about what they do. Her daughter has done so much, but you would never know it. In fact, people may think the opposite, that she doesn't do this or the other, or they don't do this, Denise doesn't do that. But I'll tell you something. These are awesome people. I'd rather deal with this kind of people than with those who want to the accolades, you know, who want to be all in the light, see, or we did this. And I'm not saying people don't do stuff, but this is the kind of person she is. She is more interested in what God can do through her 
than what she can say about what God has done through her and that's how her daughter is too and in the due time in due process we'll talk about it but it won't be in a bragging way that's how our ministry is we are small quote unquote in the eyes of many but in those orphans in those people in those churches that we have renovated in those people that we have helped it was it makes it makes a huge difference i just got a testimony where this lady they sent me a video testimony she had been abused by her husband and all she wanted was some rent for 3 months so she can be somewhere away from this man and now she was uh, sending me a video testimony saying that thank you so much but who are we it's because when you intercede it's not always just on your knees but it's always your knees so that you can do other things in the practical manner and i'm so blessed by these two ladies and also by everyone who listens and everyone who who has encouraged us you know people look at us and they're like what can they do but you know what those kind of people like Denise's daughter and we have a reason why we don't say her name but you know what in due time in due time it will be said we are in no hurry to go anywhere that's how god is god can use you also you can be incognito in the eyes of the world but to heaven you are known if i start to enumerate the many things that god has used this ministry when all it had was our income my wife and i's income i mean i could sometimes i look back and say how did we do that but the thing is this you don't look at it as yours you just look at yourself as a pipe a pipe is not the water a pipe only is a conduit for the water to go through all we are a pipes pipes so that the water can go through to 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 take care of the thirst of people to do god's work to make plants grow all we are a pipes and once you start looking at yourself as a pipeline then you realize that you're not the water god is the one who supplies everything that's in that pipe to do Hallelujah. his work and when we get that you stop looking at your abilities or disabilities you stop you stop looking at your uh finances lack of or how much you got because you know what corona virus has taught us one thing it can all be poofed off in one month all the stock markets went down in every country every country went on lockdown it didn't matter how much money you had you couldn't use it to buy just like it says in the bible it didn't matter how much education you had you couldn't apply it kids were not in school things just stopped from east to west north to south and so the thing is this virus has shown us we do need god we need a reset of the way we think of our communities of our neighbors because now we have shown that we all have one common enemy just like we have coronavirus as our enemy everyone now i don't care where you go you turn on tv you see queen elizabeth with a mask on she is trying to protect what the same thing you and i are trying to protect the breath we breathe in we want to breathe in the fresh breath guess what 
The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so what we have to do is to realize we need the word of God. Whatever we have, we can't live by it. Now it makes no difference. All of us are just reduced back to our families, to our homes. You know, yeah, there may be some they call essential workers. <laughs> those are the soldiers who go out there to fight, but everybody else is out in their homes. Now, the point is, if we do not go back to learn what intercession is, actually, we as Christians, as the church, we are supposed to be the watchmen on the wall. We are supposed to be watching for God's work to be done in the world. Now, listeners, you have just listened to just us. We haven't done even as much as we would want to do. We are absolutely nothing to many. We, our ministries and our work is absolutely minuscule compared to what other people can do. We, as Christians or intercessors, we are really part of the large church, larger church, let me put it that way. And so each one, wherever they are, every finger on the hand is important. The little finger, the middle finger, every finger, the thumb. But the thing is, when they all come together, they can do much more than what four can do, what one can do, what two can do. However, there are times when you just use that one little finger to pull something out where the whole hand can't go in. And that's how we are. We are a people who work in the larger community of church, but we sometimes are that little finger that has to do to reach where the large church uh, or the large uh, hand cannot reach. And we have to be aware of the fact that we, as children of God, we as Christians, we are working toward the final uh, plan that God has. And at this point, I would like to read our final scripture because as we can see, my time goes faster than um, we would want it to. And that scripture is in Jeremiah 29, um, 11. Sister Carol is going to read that scripture for us so that we can conclude our conversation, even though it's not the end of it. But, you know, this is a beginning of a conversation about uh, testimonies, different testimonies, and we thank you all for listening. But... We shall continue this conversation, but I want Sister Carol to uh, read that scripture, and then we shall pray. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the two ladies to pray for us so that you who is out there who needs encouragement as an intercessor can listen to what God is saying to your heart. What can I do in my area? Who am I? Once you answer who am I and you are in Christ, then all your these nuances of, oh, I don't have this, I should have this, they start to disappear because you are now clothed in Christ and it's not your abilities or your knowledge, but it's him. And so uh, could you please read uh, Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven? For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. So as you can see, that scripture right there, it's telling us that, you know what, all these things that we have seen, all these requirements, quote unquote, of an intercessor, all the pain that you feel, all the, um, 
misfortune that may happen to you as you do this work. So as intercessors, we can see that God has a plan and we are on this train with his plan. And it doesn't matter who you are. Don't think about what you have or don't have. We have seen that the plan is for good and not for disaster. So now let us conclude with prayer. And I'm going to ask us, Sister Denise to pray first and then Sister Carol to uh, conclude now. As you know, our listeners are in over 34 countries of the world and we hope to reach a lot more. So as we pray, we have that in mind that different situations, different areas of the world face different things. But God knows because the Bible says pray for all saints and God knows what prayer will meet the needs of his saints all over the world. So could you please get started? Uh, Thank you, Lord God, that you are not only the God of our salvation, you're the God who sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to save us. You whom I've taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest region and said to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Father God, we thank you and ask that you would strengthen us, our brothers and sisters who are listening. We look to you and thank you for your protection, for your provision, for your peace. In the master's name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Sister Carol. Our Father, our King, we are so grateful for this opportunity to come uh, today to speak to people about you and about what you're doing in our lives and other lives. Lord, we ask that the things that we said has touched someone, has clarified something for someone, has developed a hunger in someone, has re has has built up that fire that the person used to have, and it had started going out. Lord, we're so, so grateful that you love us, that you care for us. We ask that we're, we're praying for our brothers and sisters, Lord God, that are all over the world. We're praying for that person that is sitting somewhere where no one knows that they're there, Lord God, that you are speaking directly to them. We're praying for our brothers and sisters for obedience, Lord God, that is so important, that we obey your word, that we do what you say. We're asking, Lord, that you strengthen us to do those things. As as David said, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, so I might not sin against you. We bless you, Father. We love you, Father. We thank you so much for Brother Sam and this uh, podcast that you have given him and how he is using it to bring glory and honor to your name. And we praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, our listeners, as I always promise you, that um, we do something in our program that uh, many listeners, if I don't do it, they send me um, texts, emails saying that, why didn't you? So now for the last month, uh, meaning the last 30 days, okay, not necessarily the calendar month, I'm going to read you our biggest downloads and what countries they come from. I'm going to read you, and oh, it's going to surprise you, I'm... Our system here is showing us that in these last 30 days, the number one downloaders were in India, 
Number two was Nigeria. Number three was the United States. Number four was Kenya. Number five was Uganda. Number six was South Africa. Number seven was Guyana. Then Liberia. Number nine. Number ten. Number eleven. Or actually, all those came together、um, as Liberia, Madagascar, New Zealand, Zambia. All those were in the same kind category of download, and we thank you, everyone. Please don't forget to hit subscribe. Depending on what、uh, platform you are listening to us, it could be subscribe or whatever they use to mean that you wanna receive us continuously. And just hit on that, and don't forget we can be found on、um, Spotify, Podbean. We can be found on Apple,、um, iTunes. And or you can directly go on the internet in your browser, www.africhristpodcast.com. That is www.africhristpodcast.com, and then you will receive all our podcasts. But once again, don't forget to hit subscribe so that we can come to you directly, and it helps us with our statistics to see. Who is listening to us, and how better to serve you? May God bless you during this COVID lockdown. Don't be locked down. Instead, going to the Word of God, going to prayer, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye bye.